There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, June 1st. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the business of death. In particular, one Dutch company is growing biodegradable coffins out of fungus. And Juliet's got the scoop. But first, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack-lacking. All right, Juliet, what are you looking at today? I am looking at The Little Mermaid, actually. Um, yeah. I went and saw it. This week. You went and saw it. That surprises me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the typical kind of film that I see, but I have a group of friends and we um, we go to this $6 movie night frequently and they have um, they have put up with my bullshit for a long time. <laughs> is it <laughs> one, so was it worth the $6? That's what I have to ask. Absolutely. Honestly, like I am not a big fan of kids movies in general, but I thought they did a good job. Now, I haven't seen the original animated film since I was a small child, but it hit all the notes that I remembered. And of course, the star Holly Bailey was, I thought, extremely well cast. And her voice is just really incredible. Even for somebody who doesn't tend to watch a lot of, I guess, musical Disney adaptations, I was really impressed with her performance. So you thought it was really impressive, but apparently a lot of other people might not have. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Yeah. So what is interesting to me about The Little Mermaid is, of course, it's a box office hit. That's probably the fullest I've seen that theater that I go to on Tuesdays in the history of time since I've been going there. Wow. I mean, just it's, you know, people are really loving it. But IMDb, and I thought this was interesting, has had to change its rating system for the film and the way that it weights reviews, because apparently it got an influx of over 13,000 one star reviews, just people review bombing it. And I guess the, the speculation here is that people are mad that uh, Holly Bailey was cast as Ariel. Yeah. Because she is a woman of color. She is not a tiny white cartoon redhead <laughs> who doesn't exist. And people are like real mad about that for some reason. Um, yeah. No surprise there. <laughs> yeah. I think it, obviously some of these people were never going to give her a chance. But I think if you if you were to give her a chance, you would see that she's a very talented performer. She has an incredible voice. Mm -hmm. um, but no, people are review bombing this movie for no reason. And what's interesting is IMDb has had to do this in the past with movies that are getting like an influx of positive reviews. It's anytime oh, wow. there's an unusual <laughs> activity and they're like, OK, these people clearly did not even watch the movie. This is not an honest criticism or an honest review. So now we have to weight our system differently so that people can actually get an impression of, of what the audience score is. That's very interesting. Well, for what it's worth, The Little Mermaid is just about to surpass that 
time of recording this, almost $200 million in worldwide box office sales. So not too shabby if you ask us. Moving along to AI in AI, Instacart has unleashed their, I guess, latest weapon in the battle against food indecisiveness, as I'm calling it, adding a shiny new AI search tool powered by OpenAI's ChatGPT to answer basically just grocery or meal planning questions and recommend products. Pretty neat and certainly useful because, you know, now instead of just scratching your head, wandering aimlessly around the supermarket aisles, you can rely on an algorithm to guide you toward probably advertised ingredient choices, but still it should help with some maybe indecisiveness if you don't know what to cook for the barbecue. Also, Amazon warehouses will increasingly employ AI, according to the Wall Street Journal, to screen for damaged items with the company saying its tech is three times more effective at identifying wear and tear than human workers. Amazon says checking for damage is time-consuming and cognitively demanding for humans since fewer than one in 1,000 items it handles is actually damaged, which sounds small, but it adds up when you are handling some 8 billion packages annually. Also, some market cap news. Fidelity marked down the value of its Twitter equity for a third time since Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover last fall. The latest adjustment values the social network at around $15 billion. So that's interesting. Elsewhere, and I mean, at this point, we should just add Apple to the G20, right? Tim Cook not only now presides over a company with a $2.8 trillion market cap, but also one of the biggest economies in the world, the App Store, which Apple says generated $1.1 trillion in commerce last year. Okay, and last but certainly not least, a man in Kentucky allegedly shot his roommate in the buttocks last week. The roommate's crime? Well, that was eating the last Hot Pocket in the house. The actual crime? Well, that was assault with the bond set at $7,500, or as Ben calculated in today's newsletter, and the only currency that truly matters here, around 5,500 Hot Pockets. Mm. With that, let's get to today's main story. All right, Juliet, so I was thinking about this question, where do we go when we die, right? It's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have one interesting option for us to discuss in just a sec. But first, I wanted to rattle off some interesting stats, kind of frame the conversation. So according to Bloomberg, the funeral industry is a $16 billion industry. Uh, but there's a lot of change afoot. According to the Cremation Association of North America, in 2020, 56% of Americans who died were cremated. That's more than double the 27% that were cremated two decades earlier. So many more people being cremated, and that changes revenue streams in this industry big time. Uh, the median price for a funeral with burial and viewing is almost $8,000, according to the NFDA, while the median cost of cremation is around $2,500. And all this, among other things like environmental concerns, is leading folks to create some new alternatives to traditional burials. Uh, and so you have one that you would like to discuss today. What is it? Yes, it is a coffin or an urn made out of mushrooms. Okay, and you're going to have to explain <laughs> this one. <laughs> So this is pretty interesting. It comes from this Dutch company called Loop Biotech. They make coffins and funeral carriers and cremation urns out of fungus. Um, and unlike a wood or metal casket, they break down rather quickly in about 45 days. Um, 
These products are grown in about seven days inside of a mold out of hemp fiber and mycelium, which is the underground root structure of mushrooms. They look kind of like threads. If you were a Last of Us fan, Mm. you're probably well aware of like, (laughs) I think the intro kind of has the threads. Oh, yes. Because the zombies can communicate through that network. That's why they're so dangerous and know where you are. Um, (laughs) But in this particular case, it is not scary um, unless you're just super afraid of of being dead. (laughs) Because so essentially what's good about these this structure is it's very good at breaking down waste and cleaning soil. So we all die, an inevitable fact. In this case, you would be compost for new life. So you'd be broken down in the soil and then- So this is kind of an environmental play almost. Yeah. um, I I often think about, I don't remember what the context is, but there's an episode of It's Almost Sunny in Philadelphia where Frank Reynolds is like, when I die, just throw me in the trash. (laughs) And this kind of reminds me of that because when you think about it, it's like, what is the point, I guess, of, of being in a little box I hear for, you. forever? Um, I hear you. So the theory here is, at least in this context, because um, you can't put one of these anywhere. There are certain cemeteries that would, would not allow this, but you can put this in a, a natural burial cemetery of which Loop Biotech has partnered with a group in the Netherlands that has six such cemeteries. And so it would all break down. And then you would become part of the cycle of life, which I think is a little more romantic than my skeleton is going to sit in a box underground for. I would I would agree. It's a little more romantic for sure. Yeah. And it's nice when people come and pay their respects because uh, I was looking at pictures of these funeral parks and they were very beautiful. If you choose to be cremated and you get put in this living urn, you can choose a little sapling that goes on top and then. As everything breaks down, that will eventually grow into a tree. In one of the parks, they actually discovered a rare bee species that was apparently flourishing. So there you go. If you <laughs> love nature and the idea of like always being part of this ecosystem and this ever expanding universe, I think it could be a very nice way to to pass on. All right. And now, how much does this all cost? So um, in America, in U.S. dollars, between $212, that would be for the smaller urn, and up to $1,000 for the full casket or coffin. They also have a carrier, and that would be lined with moss. And that's like if you're having a wake where, you know, people are coming to visit Mm. the body or you're carrying someone to the funeral plot. And that's significantly cheaper. I looked at the price of an average metal casket. I believe the difference between a coffin and a casket is the casket has the lid that kind of opens on a hinge and the coffin has a lid that comes all the way off. So if you just picture like the metal box that you often see, that average price is about $2,500. So significantly cheaper, these mushroom coffins. Very nice. All right, and bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. Got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can sign up for at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a terrific Thursday. Catch you tomorrow. Have a great one. Hey, everybody. I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. 
They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.